It's a 60 Go podcast presented by Min Sports. Joining me in studio is Damien Seabold. Seabes, how are you, mate? I am good, Tom. Now, we're doing the Dolphins review of 2023 today. Look, there's no doubt at the start of the year the Dolphins shocked a lot of teams. They come out of the blocks faster than anyone else uh, thought they would. They were favourites for the wooden spoon at the start of the year. And uh, look, even though they had a really bad back half of the year, there's no denying that, still a massively successful year. Oh, they'd be ecstatic with how they went. Um, their first 10 rounds were... It was excellent. They, they shocked everyone, I think. Um, we had a look before, and, and what did you say? Was it, did they go seven and... Seven and eight seven in and the eight. first 15. Yeah, which, yep. you know, I'm sure if they were given the option to take seven and eight before the season started, they would have jumped at that. So, yeah, it, it was great for them. They certainly shocked a few teams. So, I think early on, for example, the Roosters one comes to mind where they look like a team who lobbed thinking, okay, well, we've just got to turn up and we'll beat the, the Dolphins. Um, and the Dolphins just hung around, hung around, stayed in it, and, and won. And, and that's how they won a number of their games early in the year, was by just giving themselves a chance, just hanging in the fight, hanging in the fight, and then I um, could get the job done. I can only think of the game against Cronulla and Magic Round. That was the only one that comes to mind where they actually blew a team away. Cronulla were awful that day, and, and Dolphins were red hot. Yeah, and particularly coming off the trials, I remember last year they had a trial against the Titans, they got absolutely smashed, and they looked awful. So the, to be able to turn around very quickly and get some wins on the board very early certainly helped them up for the rest of the year. Um, they they bought very smartly to have some instant success in the Melbourne forward pack, Bromwich brothers and Kafusi as well. You bring in Tom Gilbert, who is just an absolute star, really. Yeah. And it, it ties in with them falling away with him getting injured as well. He, yep. he is excellent. While the um, Bromwiches and, and Kafusi signings are great for year one and maybe this year, I can see them falling away very quick. So can I, so can I. But the fact that you get Tom Gilbert back, who I think is yeah. a star, like he's a potential Australian player in the future, Tom Gilbert, uh, and then you bring in someone like Tom Flegler as well, who is a current Australian player. And and Herbie Farmworth, and, again, different position, but elite. Yeah, I, I said at the time when they signed Herbie Farnworth, I think that is the best signing in the Dolphins' short history. It is, and I think people are going to... They underestimate how much that's going to impact Brisbane. It, he is so good. The amount of yards that he makes coming out of trouble, when we spoke about it with the Brisbane uh, podcast that we did, you know, it's not their strength, their yardage game out of trouble. He was He's their number one player at it. He gets them on the front foot, and he's got that X factor and strike where he can score points. The Dolphins are going to get a lot out of him. And you'd look at the top team, speed kills. Yep. We spoke about it with your brother, their back five at Manly. A lot of speed right across the park with them. And you look at this Dolphins team now, and you've got the hammer at the back, Herbie Farnworth there. Like, you've got some serious game-breaking players there. Jake Elvarillo, as you said. Look, again, I don't think he's an elite player, but he is quick. Yep. And then you've got a class on the back of that. Jermaine Ozarko had a really great year yep. off the back of that. So, look, there is there is some really good grass shoots coming out there for, for the Dolphins there. Yeah, they, and again, they missed Sean O'Sullivan for a big chunk of the year. He's back fit. Uh, Katoa, the young half, again, he's going to be better for the season. You know, you look at blokes like Anthony Milford but still being in that squad. Oh, I just don't see a world where he's in their best 17. No. No, and um, because fully fit, is Nicarima even in their best 17? Probably at 14. Utility, yeah, that, that's right. And I think that's 
you know, that, that's about where he stands. But even then, you've got someone like Ray Stone coming back who missed through injury as well. So Ray yeah. Stone, he could be that 14-type player, play that bit of dummy half when required. Right? Yeah, again, I think is the, the logical option there, though, because he can play fullback, throw him on the wing, throw him in the halves, and at hooker. Jeremy Marshall-King was one of the most improved players of the competition. Yep. Um, Connolly Lemu had his moments as well. So, look, I... I I think the Dolphins have a really great platform. Yeah, I do too, mate. And I think for mine, I see them being around about where they were um, this year. Yeah, so oh. let, let's take a look at where they finished. So they finished uh, 13th for the year, right? So we, we spoke about that top 12 team. So like they, they, we could be saying in 12 months' time, the Dolphins are in that top 12 team. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. But again, because I, I do think one or two of those teams that are in that top 12 will fall away dramatically. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all this year if the Dolphins were better than the Raiders. No, I agree. Yeah, so there's, there is a couple of teams there. And look, the Warriors are only an injury or two away from collapsing as well, really, when you think about it. Um, so I think the Dolphins probably don't have a path to the top eight, but there is a path to the top 11, 10 there for them. Yeah. Well, they're not, they weren't that far away. I know they finished 13th. There was a, a big difference in the points between 12th and 13th but again they weren't that far away I don't see this next season being such a dramatic um, difference in in how the season plays out so you know they went really well early and horrendous late I see this next season for the Dolphins being more consistent so I don't think they're going to have such a great start they might not be six from 10 like they were or seven from 15 like they were I see them being a, a consistent team during the year, win a couple, lose a couple, win a couple, lose a couple. That, that's how I see their fortunes playing out. There's a real s- strong chance as well that they get off to another red-hot start like they did this year because listen to this. So they've got the Cowboys at home, right? So, look, I, I would expect the Cowboys to win, but you never know. Would it be ridiculous to make a statement that whoever loses that game doesn't make the eight. What? It, it might come down to that. Like, seriously. Well, I just think that if Cowboys don't win round one against the Dolphins, they're not yeah. making the eight. Well, the they stay with me here. So the yep. Dolphins at home against the Cowboys. Dolphins at home against St. George. Yep. Winnable, winnable game. Dolphins on the road, but at the Gold Coast. So they don't have to travel too far for the Gold yep. Coast. Dolphins at home against West Tigers. Dolphins away, but only to the Broncos. They don't leave Brisbane until round six. So that first five games, there is there's a world where they could be three and five, three from five. Yes, yes, and I, I would think that that's what that's what they're aiming for. Yeah, they would have to. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a really good start to the season if they're three and five because they're not leaving they're not leaving southeast corner of Queensland for the first month and a half of the competition. It makes a big difference travel, doesn't it? Absolutely, they can settle into a rhythm and they've got regular seven game seven day breaks between all the games. So. They can they can really set themselves uh, up. Have they got one of those dream draws? Have yes. they? Where that first five rounds, it's yes. seven, 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 seven. Yes. So, uh, look, it's it's that a, makes more of a difference than travel, of course, because you plan your planning and your prep. It's just consistent. Yeah. And, and consistency is a big thing when it comes to you know elite sport. And you, yeah, it's it's amazing how much of a difference that makes. And the furthest they have to go is the Gold Coast, where half them probably live anyway. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, so look, it's it's set up really well for, and they might be three and one going into that Broncos game, which would be a massive game. Yeah, that's it. And just purely on the emotion and Flegler and Farmworth coming back to play, you know, 
Brisbane have now lost, what, four from their grand final 17? Tom Flagler. Yep. Herbie Farnworth. Yep. Capewell. Kurt Capewell. And? Um, Palliasia. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, look, four out of the starting 17, that is true. Yeah, that, that, like four out of any sides, it's a big uh, big chunk. Look at Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. like their, their middles were absolutely decimated at the start of the year with losing those three guys. So, yeah, yeah look, it, it's going to be really fascinating. I, I can see a lot of upside moving forward for the Dolphins. If you're buying shares in a team, the Dolphins aren't the worst one to buy shares in long term. No, definitely not. They're not. I don't have them in the... Um, the Tigers, Bulldogs, I just don't know where they're going category. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they're a long way from Tigers, Bulldogs. And it, you know what? It actually makes you think, what the hell are you guys doing at Tigers land? <laughs> like, cause... Dogs, dogs, you can at least see what they're doing. It makes sense. Yes. They're not, the results aren't on the board, but you can see why they've gone about who they've bought and what they've bought and what they're doing. So at least there was some thought behind it. I think the Tigers are just taking a guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a, there's a, been a bit of news recently about Vance Tavare. Uh, you spoke about him. You went to Magic Round this year and yep. you saw him play. Um, do you think he is a 200-game NRL player? No. Okay. No. And do you think that the media hype of him has gotten too out of control? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, really straightforward, easy answers. Um, just watching him live, you, you can see that, A, he's never really played footy, rugby league, or, or watched a great deal. Just his um, his positioning in defense, he just he looked like a, a guy that was lost. He had no idea where he's supposed to be. And someone who's grown up playing rugby where you don't need to get back, you don't need to get your numbering right on short sides. You don't need to get back 10. You don't need to position yourself back properly in the line where your position needs to be. So those things were really obvious from the very beginning. Um, would I like to tackle him? No chance in hell. <laughs> Is he going to score nine times out of 10 when he's one-on-one close to the line? Yes. But there's more to footy than that. Yeah. So anytime he plays NRL, Smart players, smart coaches are just going to work him over, work him over. 10 minutes of pain for 70 minutes of success. One one player that had a great year was the Hammer, Hammer yeah. Sotabio Fado. In representative football, he plays centre, and he's played really well there yeah. in State of Origin. Do you think there is a world where he plays centre for the Dolphins and Herbie has a go at fullback? I think that would be... That would be a shock to me. I think it would be strange. Herbie is an elite centre. He might want to play fullback. Yeah. But regardless, he's got his pay packet. He's, he's got the money. Yeah. Stand over there, mate. <laughs> yeah. Look, I just think it'd be strange to move someone who's a proven elite fullback, someone who's a proven elite centre, why swap them? Yeah. You know, yeah, Hammer's shown that he can play in the centres. I think he was excellent uh, for Queensland in the centres. I thought he was really poor in the centres for Australia. Um, but again, there were a number of blokes a number of blokes who weren't great for Australia in those last couple of games. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just wouldn't move him. I just don't see the value in moving him from fullback. I will say, just on the Australian thing, there was a lot of guys that didn't play well for Australia. And I, I think it actually does come back to coaching. Like we saw after we saw after the Origin Series, particularly after Qu- Queensland won, they asked the Hammer and the Hammer was on the side with Murray Chorlungi. 
Yeah. And they asked those guys how you guys were so good defensively. If you remember, Murray had some of the most phenomenal try-saving efforts yeah. you could imagine. And they said, well, working with Josh Hannay set us up for absolute success yeah. in defence. And they'd also worked with him for a couple of years um, previously at the Cowboys. At the Cowboys. Yes. So, and they had combinations. They'd worked together plenty of times. It was like um, riding a bike for them. They were just falling back into what they knew. Exactly. So you had that you had that um, on-field combination with those two guys, but also the off-field combination yeah. with the coaching staff as yeah. well. So uh, I think that... I the, don't the think se- it can be understated. How the, selections, much the selections to start with for that Aussie side were just bizarre. Yeah. Like, yeah, I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah. Set, set them up for a lot of failure. Yeah, it did. There. So, look, uh, I, I think that the Hammer, the Hammers are certainly to be in the Queensland team at centre and probably stay at fullback for the Dolphins. I think that's fair yeah. to say. Yeah, definitely. If he's not in the centres for the Queensland team, he's on the wing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's your prediction for Queensland? Uh, sorry, for Queensland, for uh, the Dolphins next year? The same. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't I can't see him pushing for the top eight. I don't think their their depth is good enough yet. Yep. Um so one or two injuries and, and things are tough. But I don't see him being a bottom three or four side. I, I see him being around about where they were. Um yep. you know, they might win another game or two that they weren't expected to, but hey, you never know. That they might drop a game or two that they were expected to win next year. I can see them making making it into that top 12 of teams with the Raiders falling out, being just below yeah. the eight. Yeah, I think so too. I think that Raiders is definitely an opening for teams to move out of the bottom three or four, but also into the eight. Fair enough. This has been the 60 Podcast, and that is full time. <laughs>